0: Sustainer Rumble is a part of Cut Print Podcast Network. Big thanks to the show managers, producers, and audio engineers for making this episode possible. You can follow Cut Print Podcast Network's official channels on Facebook, Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and also browse through their awesome lineup of podcasts you'll surely get obsessed with.
1: With urban agriculture, we develop protective agriculture. So they plant inside greenhouses or even indoors, protecting the plants or the crops from the outside environment, especially the typhoons. Also, because urban agriculture, you're trying to produce something from a very limited area or with very limited resources.
2: That, again, is Erwin Belen. We have heard from him from the previous episode where we tackled the burgeoning issue of food shortage in urban areas when region-wide lockdowns were implemented. And this issue is only set to open up further, even without boundary restrictions, due to a projected increase in migration to urban cities in the coming years. This is why the old notion of urbanization, which was largely about building more high-rises, is now being challenged to be revisited and redefined.
1: Before, what they're thinking was, urbanization, oh, sige let's build buildings, oh, sige dito natin lalagay yung mga condominiums, ganyan. But they forgot to realize, saan manggagaling yung food nitong mga to, saan ko ilalagay yung food source. And even in the US, merong mga tinatawag na food deserts. Urban agriculture is something to address these food deserts. And I do hope that the urban planners and the architects will consider this as part of their projects.
0: As we seek more sustainable solutions to make every patch of land better for people and our biodiversity, we are accepting and standardizing new solutions to address the gaps we have had for quite a while now, one of which being food security in urban areas
3: worldwide, urban agriculture is not only considered a solution to food scarcity in metro cities like Metro Manila and Cebu here in the Philippines, but it can serve as a beacon for changing how metro communities view food production overall. Recycling wastes, take care of the environment, appreciation of the long undignified labor of farming, and nutrition.
1: If- Kailangan natin ng immediate source ng food. Urban farms can produce that vegetables. So that's one. Yung efforts ngayon for urban agriculture, commonly it is towards uh, mga communities because we want the communities to be food secure. So if a barangay has its own community farm, meron silang immediate source ng food. This is Sustainer
0: Rumble, the podcast that explores critical issues on sustainable development in the Philippines. I'm Chantel Nieto.
2: I am Jonas Marie Dumdum, And I am Cks Ines.
0: In this episode, we talk about the best and proven techniques to create and grow urban farms in cityscapes.
3: Apart from the ability to produce food for your family's consumption, or for your barangay, if you're a local official, urban farming could also provide direct personal benefits that practice it. Benefits include a change in perspective in valuing ecology and recycling, or repurposing scraps in biodegradable materials, a sense of fulfillment and calm tending to a new peaceful habit, and a renewed consciousness for environmental responsibility.
0: It's a very interesting new hobby indeed. Which could also mean an additional livelihood for some people, especially as we begin to see more local communities building their farms. A recent trend today is the community pantries organized by individuals or groups of people that seek to provide packed and whole foods for families that find it difficult to get by each day. In that sense, won't it be a wonderful sight to see ourselves establish community farms as well? where food could be free or sold at extremely low prices compared to market prices.
2: The poor spend about 85% of their income on food purchases. This leaves them with barely any savings as the remaining 15% is budgeted for transportation to and from work each day. Monthly bills, nope. rent if they do not own their place, out-of-pocket health care costs, and others. That is essentially forced living below means. Urban farming also further eradicates their gender gap, as 65% of urban farmers worldwide are women, and it could be definite employment for community farms ran by institutions and local governments. And then there are the ecological benefits associated with reduced wastes, improved biodiversity, and lesser impact linked to food, transportation, and storage. Given
3: that the lockdowns have been an eye-opener and the majority of the space in Metro Manila have at least been built upon, how could urban farms be built to breathe new life across less-utilized urban spaces?
1: Let's say for rooftops, there are efforts from the malls to have rooftop farms. We have other buildings as well that they converted into rooftop farms. I've also heard the warehouses that you know, convert nila into urban, agriculture, indoor. That's lang You have to look at the costs. you can't develop something out of free money. So you have to spend. Pa rin. It might be costly, but for some, San do invest? Are you investing just for the returns? Or you're investing for the food that you in the future? So, there are many practices. I mean, hydrophonics, aerophonics. It really depends Ko yung gusto mong gawin.
2: Starting a farm in the city requires a deliberate intention to plant, cultivate, produce food, and maintain it for all the value it brings.
3: So, how could you then start your farm, even a tiny space that fits your terrace in your condo or apartment or a garage-sized structure for a backyard you can work on?
0: At this point that's the million dollar question what are the best and proven techniques in cultivating your farm? Well first you have to consider the six fundamental elements of urban farming which include soil sunlight space, seed water and container requirements. Then you have to know the crop you're planting and if it suits the environment you'll plant it. In. Then there are simple techniques in planting and transplanting seeds, fertilization, as well as basic pest management techniques at home. There are a lot of resources online that will teach you how, but you have to remember to always validate the legitimacy of these sources, as well as these pieces of information.
3: Applying technology
0: that has been proven to
3: increase yields,
0: improve crop health
3: and soil longevity, and make the entire farming process efficient, which leads to better productivity and profitability. This is applicable on both a vast rural farm and a small farm set up on the balcony.
1: We have to put into consideration yung space, but we also have this square foot gardening or square foot farming where you just need a square foot basically. So within that area, you expand vertically. So, meron kang three layers na muna rin sa ibabaw yun yung mga sun-loving plants mo, sa ilalim yung mga herbs or mga leafy vegetables. So, it's possible to do that. In general, naman, in agriculture, what you would need is the area where will you will plant your vegetables. But, tumbaga, if you're given that you mga limitations, you try to work on what meron ka. And then, if your goal is yung goal mo, maybe you need to refocus your goals. So, for example, you ka produce for a community if you only have a square meter of space. Pero within that one square meter, you can produce your food for the family, right?
2: With recent technological innovation in farming, anyone can plant their own crops with at least a square meter, then perhaps build up from there. In square foot farming, traditional farming techniques can be applied with as little as square foot of space. This is best for any plant variety except those plants that would need a bigger space. The common challenge would be pest and weed control, so a common technique being applied here is net fencing the plant.
0: If you have a bigger space and head other techniques can also be implemented. This includes edible landscaping, container gardening, vertical gardening, hydroponics, aquaponics, and aeroponics. With edible landscaping, if you have parts of your lot where you grow plants and landscape them, you can incorporate planting crops to produce your own food. Typically, landscaping is done just to beautify your backyard. But in this sense, you're trying to make this more functional by planting crops so you can produce whole foods you can eat as well. The common limitation, however, is since the garden is primarily for aesthetics, there could be limitations and as far as the crops you can plant are concerned. Usually, these crops don't always blend easily with non-producing plants. At the same time, some plants may have different watering requirements than others too, so there could be an imbalance in as far as cultivating all these kinds of species are concerned. But I do believe that knowing how and when to water the plants, as well as how to compost them properly, can help you grow and sustain your typical edible landscape garden.
3: Now, if you don't have a garden, if you will, you have really condo or in an apartment, you might want to try container gardening. So, you know, bring out your ice cream containers or cans or plastic cups. These are best examples for your containers when you do container gardening. And these are best for those with limited spaces both indoors and outdoors to plant the soil as this technique is about planting in pots or containers that are ideal to grow herbs and shrubs. There will be lesser weeds to tend to and more high-yielding plants to cultivate but you just have to be on the lookout for soil mixing, water drainage, and exposure to sunlight. You also need to be fine to know which fertilizers to use and once you establish your plants watering
2: needs, then you're basically good to go. And then, if there's a square foot in container gardening, then there's also vertical gardening. If you have seen big walls in malls and buildings with wide spaces with plants hanging vertically, Then that is exactly vertical gardening. This is best for plants with minimal water requirements such as quinoa, spinach, okra, kangkong, and most herbs. However, the common challenge is since this is mainly done indoors and follows a certain structure, sunlight and constant maintenance are a must. Utilizing a UV lamp or UV lamps could fill in the need for more sunlight exposure.
0: Then there are the three most popular techniques being applied now even in commercial-scale urban farming, one of which being aeroponics, which is sort of like vertical gardening but on steroids. So the plants are suspended in the air and the nutrients and water are fed to the plants by a misting. There's no need for soil, it's best done indoors and with minimal sunlight. If you have a large rooftop, then this is the ideal technique for you. However, it's very important to be meticulous with the misting method, which is why commercial scale farms usually utilize automation and water towers to do the trick. At the same time, the introduction of a growth medium for this technique is minimal, but you also have to be quite deliberate in doing so because too much might kill the plant, while too little may stunt its growth. Nonetheless, another good thing about it is at least you need less energy with aeroponics rather than hydroponics.
3: And speaking of hydroponics, now, hydroponics is best built indoors with limited sunlight or large rooftops and there's no need for soil. You just have to be deliberate on the amounts of growth medium applied to this or with a similar case with aeroponics. This technique utilizes water with a growth medium to grow the plants. For energy intensive as you would need more electricity to operate the UV lamps and watering mechanisms.
2: And of course, the last but not the least is among these three new popular techniques is aquaponics. Here, aquaponics and aquaculture are married together to produce yields wherein water and the addition of fishes and water bacteria are utilized for plant growth. This is also best indoors with limited sun exposure and the introduction of a growth medium may be minimal. The plants could only grow from seedlings and there is also fairly substantial energy requirements needed to operate the UV lamps and water towers or mechanisms. Then, uh, this is also perhaps the most complex design out of the modern approaches, and that is why to maintain crop better, ensuring that water circulation is constant, and conducting tank maintenance are necessary.
0: Wow! So, do you want to be a plantito or a plantita now?
3: Well, I'm sure that now everyone who's spending 90 to 100% of their time at home these days are being sucked into the... Plantito or Plantita culture.
0: (laughs) (laughs) By now, it's an enticing option to build your functional garden or an indoor farm even so you can produce food on your own. Some influential people have gotten into this whole Plantito-Plantita craze and have started appreciating how cultivating your plants could be more than just beautifying and greening your house. It really went from just a hobby while we were all in quarantine or well, so, sort of all in quarantine, to a constant food source for families that do it in their respective homes. But where could someone like you, who probably has no prior experience in gardening, start?
1: If you're a person who wants to start urban agriculture, sabi know your why. Why am I doing this? Because yung journey into urban agriculture. Most of these projects, I mean, I have been seeing different urban agriculture projects, but if you're clear the purpose mo of doing this, it will But afterwards, you'll only And most of the projects that I have seen, they're because they're not nila, or it's not part of their goal to, to do urban agriculture. But if you realize that I think I need to do something. I need to help or I need to produce my own food. Because maybe mahal na naman ang expensive. 1,000 pesos per kilo. Na naman. So there's something that will drive you to do this. What I always say then, I mean, start small. And then, saka na magdream na mas malaki. Because most of the people, kaya sila na-discourage to do urban agriculture, nakakapagod. Magdidilig ako ng gento. Aabutin ako ng dalawang oras. But have you considered starting with just one plant? And then from that one plant you realize na o oh, sige kaya ko pa magdagdag ng pa. So, para hindi ka ma then. So just start it and then let it roll.
2: Still to come on urban farming in the next episode of Sustainer Rumble.
0: I do believe that there are studies and this has been repeated over and over again in various world summits that we especially at this modern age we have the technology Mm -hmm. at least we currently have the technology and the yields to meet the world's needs but if we look at our system the way our produce and our yields the way they're distributed and the way or the extent by which the way they're distributed is equitable that indefinitely, in question.
3: We are introducing a brand new series of special episodes in conjunction with regular episodes called Rumble Talks, where we the hosts hold candid interpersonal conversations related to the topic we are previously exploring in regular episodes. For the pilot, we are to talk about,
0: you guessed it, urban farming. And if you're interested to join us in these conversations, do send us an email at sustainarumbleteam at gmail.com. Drop a message in our Facebook page's inbox or reach out to us personally, if you know us, so we can line you up. In the meantime, do follow us on our social media accounts linked linked in the description box and share this episode with your friends that are dreaming about building their farms either today or one day soon.